Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. Being available to the openness of the lack of order and control that we have on nature in our lives is an important aspect if you would like to find peace and success in your in your actions and your deliberations in the world now i want to delve further into this concept because it gets a bad rap in the in the notion of faith in God and it it has a undertone of abstractness and uh, theology and I want to remove those um, associations and attachments in order to explain a more humanistic rational understanding of this so that we can find peace without having to have the entire theological version that can possibly be outdated and not speak to the inner workings of our soul. So with this, I begin. Say you're pursuing um, a job, right? And standard procedure, although there's non-standard procedure, which alleviates these problems, but standard procedure is to to send a resume, usually by email, and wait for a response and follow the conversation and see your liking of the job, see their liking in you, and propose your perfect self that you plan to be, although it's definitely projected and they expect it to be projected and it has to have a level of fallacy. And eventually there's the the contract of hiring, and that's that's how the job goes. The job world, the employer, employee. Now, you prepare a resume, right? How advanced and colorful do you make the resume? Do you spend an hour on it? Do you spend a day? Do you spend a week? Do you hire a team of people to prepare the perfect resume? How far do you go in the fallacy of the resume? Well, it's societal. It's understood among society that we have to portray our best self, and there's some truth to that. So, does that mean that I take every possible way of coloring my life to be the um, most amazing possible employee? Should I leave any truth, or should I just make the whole thing up from start to finish? That's what the resume. Now, when I send the email, do I send an email to a hundred firms, a hundred possible employee opportunities, or do I send it to five? Do I send it to a thousand? Do I spend the next 24 hours sending to every possible opportunity that seems available and probable for my, uh, for my liking? And then when they answer 
do I pursue that diligently? How far do I go with that? Do I follow up and continuously follow up on every single email? Thousands of emails and thousands of follow-ups till you get a final answer and you push and you push. And then you get the higher position. So at each point in this process, well, as well as the interview, how far do I display myself? Do I jack myself up with confidence? Do I prepare cliche speeches to capture their minds? How far do I go with that? Do I have a speech coach and um, an interview coach? And what, what, what levels do I take in that? Do I take on a notion of manipulation where I sense what they want me to hear and I follow and I feed them literally exactly word for word of their cravings of of employee. So at each point in this process, there's the opportunity to go extreme and do beyond limits of capturing every possibility to the end result or there's the opposite. I send one resume a month. I barely word it. My resume just has my name and one previous employment. No color. You know, they finally get back to me. I don't follow up with them. They finally get back to me. They want to interview me and they ask me, you know, what do I what do I intend to do in this job? And I say, "I'll Try to have a work-life balance, you know. Give them what they don't want to hear, but what really is what's going on in your mind. The probability of ever finding employment with this, um, this, this standards of procedure is is nil and is non-existent, unless somebody you know finds deep favor that you can't even see or display and they capture you if you're going through this process of course if you have a relation or other processes that will get you a job whether you've showed your best face or not so that being the case we see two extremes the extreme where you're sending a thousand emails a day and a thousand follow-ups and you have the most colorful resume Fulled with fallacy, little truth left. And then you have the one resume a month, barely written, rheumatic errors. Truly a despicable piece of paper. And there's no one in the universe who will find it impressive. So what's the what's the right balance in this? And how do we care? within these realms. So let's begin like this. Is let's ask the first question that that we can't ask. If I push and get this job, will this be the best thing for me? Right? Because we we're unsure in life what is the best and what is the worst things for us. And we we 
we tread as if we know, but we don't know. And it could be you get this job and then you have a nervous breakdown from the from the toxic environment or your own um, associations experience within the job that really to cripple your life and maybe affect your relationship and so on and so forth. And there's never ample availability to know what the true outcome will be. So the one sending a thousand emails a day and a thousand follow-ups and puts on this best persona to manipulate the, the job. They are acting and they are taking on the persona as if this is the best possible thing to happen to them and there's no other possible thing to happen to them. So they're not leaving availability of doubt in their pursuit. And what's going to happen? Generally speaking, the one deeply persistent this will have terrible jobs because they get any job they want, but they don't know what they actually want and they're, they, they don't even tend to care to the deeper wantings in part of the job, but rather, rather focus on the, I guess, focus on the, on the pursuit itself and not the, the, the needs of the human involved. So they will, statistically speaking, and in, re, in, re, in real time, they will be suffering and, and going through job after job of deep irrelevance to their soul and places they should not be in, destructive areas. So, in fact, by not leaving doubt, we end up making serious mistakes, serious errors, worse than not finding any employment at all. Now, let's take it to the other extreme. The one who sends one resume a month. Well, what are they after? Do they care about getting employment? Do they care about, do they recognize that the structure of employment is based on the fact that you are impressing your employer and the work is secondary to the impress pressment in the in the awareness of achievement in the eyes of the employer do they realize that the employer needs to be satisfied with them more importantly than just being who they are being true to who they are recognizing that the entire workforce is a place of in a way lies where where they don't care about the truth of who you are but rather what feeds them the best possible outcome how they view fit they're not being in touch with reality and in touch with the space that they want to enter now if they don't want to enter that space and don't send any resumes and find the new path in life and don't regard this as something important at all to you and that's completely okay but their demonstration that they, they actually do care somewhat because they're sending a resume a month demonstrates that they they do want this at some level, yet they're not being honest about the realities of that social workforce that they're facing. So the first question that we must ask, both to, to get, gain a proper balance, is what are the realities of what I'm connecting to? And what are the possible... Um, doubts that or the possible 
um, experiences that I'm unaware of that I might fall upon that won't be for my betterment. Meaning being open to the idea that my pursuit will not lead me to the best place. But as well understanding that the pursuit needs to be true and connected to the reality that they're facing in that pursuit. Now, if both those things are tended to properly, then there will be ample room for a balance of creating a certain atmosphere of doubt. So there's no reason to send a thousand resumes a day or even a hundred because they recognize that it's not about getting the goal per se, but being that person within the goal and they need to respect the probability that they will fail even if they get whatever they're seeking. And in doing so, they're respecting that space that's, that, that is unknown to them. And doing that, they'll send a couple resumes because I just don't know. And maybe they won't follow up necessarily because I don't know how good this is for me. And they could explore it. And finally, there's something in their heart that grabs them to some area and they're they're available to the to the enlightenment of their own soul towards a specific job because their aim is not super focused so they can unfocus and refocus to something that they they're sensing to be better now they're allowing their inner soul to grab a sense of what they need versus assuming that they know what they need. Now, some people will call this God because if we're not assuming something, then what else is assuming within us? But for the rational mind, it's not God. It's just the fullness of the experience of being that's way more vast than the specific notion of our current pursuit at the moment. So it's definitely bigger than us in a way at the moment, and it's this bigger realm that we're attempting to tap into through keeping availability of the push and pull of what we're pursuing. It's similar to a romantic encounter. It's very, you find this very common amongst um, people in pursuit of a romantic partner where they push too hard. They're trying to grab the other side. They're trying to bring it home. They're trying to lock it in, similar to this pursuit of a career or a job. And what happens most of the time is that that is the biggest turnoff because the, the opposite side says, well, why are you acting like you really know this is the best encounter for us or the best relationship? You're acting as if there's something that you know that I don't know. And Clearly, you don't know more than the average person, and you don't have the understandings that are embedded in, 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 in truly knowing what's right and wrong and good and bad. So you obviously are built with an ill will motive to get towards me, and I'm not interested in, in, in being in a relationship that's based on such projection and and dishonor. So automatically there's a pull away. That's why there's 
everybody will understand in, in, in romantic encounters that there's the push and pull. You're taking a little bit, you're giving a little bit, you're playing the game. You never want to get too close or too far because if you're too far, like the res resume once a month, you're just, you're not involved in the game. You're not taking the game seriously. But if you're too close, then you're taking it too seriously and you need to understand that there is a game involved and we need not to act like we know everything because we actually don't know everything and the opposite side doesn't want to experience the full bombardment of a intense romantic encounter. In fact, they want to they want to experience a slow and steady development of relationship. So we all understand this fundamentally because we understand it in relationships. Although there are some that don't understand it, but they in relationships, but they do understand it in romantic encounters because you cannot be successful in a romantic encounter with that pursuit in mind, that 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 line of thinking. There are extreme cases where that is, where both of them are stuck in that, and it's just devastation waiting to happen because they one will bulldoze the other because they're you can't just treat a human like a thing that you could just take over and and conquer it's just not how we're structured and it will be a, a form of subjugation that will happen although in the beginning romantic at the end will be um, annihilation of that romance and any form of love whatsoever so since we understand that fundamentally we can't apply it we could frame out to everywhere in life because it never changes that reality never changes whether it's in relationships things items and pursuits so we need not to look for the god element in it to say where is you know to say that the believers in god will will not pursue things excessively because they know that they were allowing God's space to run their life. But even the people that don't want to bring God into this thought process, you need space for your own self to find um, the push and pull between that which you actually want versus that which you think you want. And they're vastly different and they're continuously changing. So you can never create a structure where you could just you just know for certain because you don't know for certain and that's that's your first mistake so keeping that space in mind we can go through different frames in life not just the job example but in any attempt of taking care of things or tending to things or relationships where we never get stuck in overly pursuing it because we know that we don't know and we're leaving that space available to know or to know more or better or just respecting the doubt and allowing nature to run its course and at the same time being in touch with reality itself that we're actually serious about what we're pursuing we need to be in touch with the fundamentals 
that will answer to what we are seeking. You know, if you're seeking a partner, but you never go out, you don't fill online profiles, you don't socialize, you don't put yourself in a, an op, a space of opportunity. It's it's so difficult to actually get that partner, and it will not evolve naturally. So it's not being in touch with the reality of of finding a partner, or a spouse, or a relationship. And this is true with work. This is true with um, spiritual-minded goals or or even um, a development of transformation of the self, right? You, let's say you have a notion in yourself of becoming, let's say this example, becoming more available to the doubt of reality. But you are not going through the discourses in your head. You are not going through the dialogue. You're not taking up study towards it. You're not comparing your old self to your new developed self. You're not take you're not taking into account the the importance of the actuality that will make you transform. And you might find justifications like I'll, I'll watch a couple of videos, I'll I'll tend to a couple lectures, I'll read a couple books, but the reading of the books doesn't change a person. The attending of lectures doesn't change a person. In fact, the whim of a uh, an idea that pops through your mind could transform you. You're not bound to the to the structure and the institutions that society gives us for transformation. Transformation is readily available 24 hours a day. It doesn't take much. So it's not in the content, but it's in the subtlety of it. So it's only about opening up your heart at the end of the day that will bring you to the possibility of transformation. So saying you read a couple books and that gives you status of transformation is being deeply deceptive and not in touch with the reality of that transformation that you actually seek. It's similar to sending a resume once a month, once a month, and not following up and not putting on a persona that will get you the job you are seeking. And you will find this throughout life. And you you're either in the camp of the that which is not in touch with the reality of what they're seeking or in the camp of overestimating your awareness of what you actually need and want. And you were over-pursuing and pursuing strongly and missing important details that will guide you to the proper places that you actually need. Like, similar to the midlife crisis that you hear about, where they pursued things so diligently that they never took the time to actually discuss their being within it. And then they face their that reality, unfortunately, sometimes too late in their life to make proper changes. So this is this is important. 
giving that space because the nature of reality is that if you pursue something, you can get it. You can walk into the king's palace and become an emissary of the king. You could go wherever you want. It's really possible if you put enough mind and effort into it. And that is the actual deception and the actual distraction is that, okay, so if I set my aim 100% to that, I will get it, but I might miss everything along the way. So instead of giving 100%, give 50%, 40 30 leave space for the possibility that it's not who you are, it's not what you want, it's not what they need, it, that there's possible destruction at the end of whatever you're pursuing. And allow for nature to run its course. And maybe you're likened to God and allow God to run its course. And be in a relationship with what you are pursuing. And that's, I think, the message I want to make. Just as the romantic encounter we all understand has to have the push and pull, every connection that we make, whether it's the thing, item, pursue, goal, it's any connection we make is a relationship. And we need to respect it as a relationship. Sending an email with a resume attached is a relationship. It's not just a task. We're, we're very good at um, turning downplaying human action to to robotic um, wordings, like task. A computer could task things. But it's definitely not a tax because you are using your hands to move the mouse, to type the words, to drag the, the document. You are doing all those things. So you are not tasking in that. You are in a relationship with that especially because the resume is a persona of who you are to the world. Um, the email is your front face towards a specific firm you're interested in. So you're in a relationship with that. Respect it as a relationship and understand that as any relationship, there's a reciprocation. You're not just talking one way. No relationship exists where there's no duo. There has to be a dialogue and I speak and then I allow the other to speak and then they speak and I allow and I allow them to speak and so on and they allow me to speak and we're talking and I'm not going to over talk and they're not going to over talk and there's going to be a stop and when I am done my giving towards that relationship and then a continuation of them back to me so if I sit there following up 20 times, then I am not engaging in a relationship with them, but rather or with the, the resume itself because the relationship could be with things too. It doesn't have to be with people. And I'm not waiting for them to answer back. I'm just, it's like going to a bar and 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 seeing a partner that you, you might want to be uh, in a relationship with, a possibility of a relationship and you just go way beyond the normal social order and you just you're persistent even as they're clearly not interested you just go on and on and on you are not engaging in a relationship anymore you're just bombarding somebody and we would never do that and we would understand that that's a social wrong this is also a social wrong although there's nobody that's going to bring backlash towards you
So you'll never learn unless you study it and become aware of it. So you're in a relationship with that item. Now, the reason that it sounds strange is, let's say I'm trying to affix a closet, right? So there's nobody really there to respond, to speak, that doesn't have a, a mouth to have a spoken word, or even to do any sort of dialogue with me. So I am trying to fix the closet. So it seems one-dimensional. It's me fixing the closet. But because I am in connection to something, I am in a relationship with them. So even as I try to act like there's no relationship because it's the thing and it doesn't have a relationship, for me, it's a relationship. And that's why you'll find somebody frustrated with their work. They're trying to fix the closet. It's just not going. And they'll hit the closet. They're, they're acting as if the closet's alive and they're frustrated with the closet. And that's okay because it's true. It's not okay to hit a closet or anything for that matter, especially out of frustration. But they're in a relationship with that closet. And we, we even though conceptually we can't understand that we act as if it's a relationship, so therefore it is a relationship. And therefore the closet has to speak back. And if I am trying to fix the closet and I, and I, and I step back, because I give a little bit and then I step back and I just look and I allow the closet to speak back to me. And how does the closet speak? How does a thing speak? By giving me the sense that I shall continue in this, in this, in this discourse and, and work that I am doing. And at some point I might hear a no from the closet. It's not really from the closet because the closet cannot speak. That's preposterous. But there's a no in me in regards to the persona that I've played out for the the avatar that I've played out for the closet that will speak back to me and will tell me, okay, this is a little bit too far. This is not where I need to be. And now I have a choice to make sure I pursue further or not. So then there's the relationship and I'm having that dialogue. And at some point I must stop. And at some point the closet must stop. And then we might come out to a finalization or we might not. And that's either way okay. So we have to let go of this idea that Relationships are only with people, especially uh, romantic encounters. Relationship was with everybody, every human being. And, a and it needs to be respected as that with the push and pull. And it's with all things and all items and all pursuits and all aims and goals. This will elevate ourselves to be in a class where we're never overindulging in our pursuits and we're never sending the email 30 times and following up and being stuck in it because there's just so much doubt and we're allowing that doubt to be and we're allowing the possibility of failure to be there or we're allowing them to make a relationship decision back to us even if it's important to us and it's not important to them like the resume example we still need them to engage in a relationship with us if we're not allowing that relationship then we're just forcing them into something and you never want to force a relationship into you. You need to have the, the balance, the balance between you and what you are pursuing, you and the other, even if it's 100 times more important to you than it is to them. You have to have that relationship. And that's why I'm thinking of an example like a president or, or a person of status, right? I'm trying to engage in them, and it's normal for me to over-engage initially to gain their small attention because of how much I respect them, quote-unquote. And when I'm not looking for them to 
bring into the relationship. And I don't even care if they bring back um, an answer of how they want to continue that relationship. And I just can constantly bombard them. Then I am not seeking a relationship, but rather just trying to take them from their being and just bring them to me with no autonomy of them in that situation. And it's a form of uh, subjugation and oppression and it should be avoided. Even though there might be cases where nobody will be hurt, 95% of the cases will be nobody at the bitter end of that. But first of all, there will be some eventually. And second of all, they'll, in your own heart, you'll see that subjugation and it will hurt you. And it's not a proper approach of life and it brings frustration, most of all. And it's, it's a waste of time and energy. Sending a thousand emails is just a waste of time and will bring you to bad places and places that you don't need to be or want to be, inevitably. So keep that balance going. And that's, that's, where, that's where life becomes best when you allow that balance to flow and prosper. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.